Philip Gustafson does it again. Ryan Hartman scores twice, and the Wild finish their seven-game homestand with a 2-1 to win over the Los Angeles Kings. We talk about all of the action and what's next for the Wild on tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. You are Locked on Wild postcast, part of Locked on Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild pick up a huge 2-1 to win over the Los Angeles Kings, and tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast is underway. Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. Kevin, I think you're right on in that the loss to the Colorado Avalanche was a turning point for this team. The play has been better since, and we've seen the Wild go toe-to-toe against some of the best in the West in the Dallas Stars, and now the Los Angeles Kings tonight. They just continue to be physical. They continue to pick up huge goals when they need them, and they're getting great goaltending, and that was the story again here tonight. Yeah, I love, Seth, that you brought that up because I I was walking out of the locker room area to work my way to the parking lot to get to my car here to do the show with you, and I walked with Marcus Foligno, and we talked about the homestand, and I said, you know, watching that Colorado game from home, I almost broke my TV. What was it like for you guys? And he said it was horrible. But he said, we thought we played one of our best games of the season. And so we just decided if we kept playing like that, the results were going to come. And it looks like that's the case. I mean, this has been a team that used that night as motivation. At that point, they were 1-2-1 one, and one on this critical homestand. And it felt like a homestand, if it didn't go well, the while we're going to really be in a bad spot to even contend for a playoff spot. What do they do? They turn back to Philip Gustafson. They win three consecutive games. They've done it with defense, with a penalty kill that's red hot, and some really good goaltending. And you look at some of the other parts of what is going on. You needed to have some guys step up to provide an uh, an offensive spark. Kirill Kaprizov can't do it himself. Ryan Hartman, two goals tonight, and he continues a stretch of really good hockey since uh, since he's been back on that top line. He's starting to get it figured out himself. Yeah, don't let him get his confidence up. We saw what happened last year when he uh, was feeling it pretty much the entire season, ended up scoring 34 goals. He's not going to sniff that number this year because he's missed a a bunch of time with injury, and it's been a frustrating season for him. But Dean Evason really showed him uh, a vote of confidence when he put him back on that top line. And I'm certain there was a conversation that went along with it because it was only a few games removed from Ryan Hartman being a healthy scratch after some undisciplined and frustrated penalties. So he's turned it all around. He's staying out of the box. He's making plays. They found that chemistry again, and he's found his shooting touch, which had left him earlier this year. And boy, can that make a difference for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, and it's no coincidence that the Kaprizov line looked fantastic tonight. They were generating a ton of chances. And I thought it was really interesting, too, in the intermission interview, He said as much point blank that they just, the guys needed to shoot more and were maybe passing up on some opportunities. And then he goes and he leads by example and he gets that second goal in the third period to give the Wild the 2 0 lead. There's really no better way to help underscore the need for this team to just continue to shoot than to just go out and do it yourself. Yeah, and it was a beautiful shot off the bar and in. And it came right after a sequence where the Kings came very close to tying the game. And You know, the Wild have a lot of guys that like to make pretty passes. They've got some unbelievably skilled guys in that department. But I know from being around this team that the coaching staff has really emphasized lately when you get open, 
put the puck to the net because the other thing the wild do really well, and it's not just Jewel Erickson Eck, but I'd put him at the top of the list is they get to the blue paint. They get bodies to the net. They are not shy about the way they attack. And what's frustrating and has been, a, I think, a part of the struggle for this team at some stretches this year is they continue to look for that one extra pass. And in this league, that will burn you more often than not because teams have the speed to recover. And L.A. is that type of team. Just get the puck to the net. Make them defend. It's hard to defend in this league if you're constantly having to go back and block out and tie people up. You're either going to get a goal or you're going to get a power play out of it more often than not. And the Wilders starting to do that more. The shots that they're taking are good shots. And I think Ryan Hartman, as you mentioned, um, is maybe one of the leaders of the pack in that category. We need to see Matt Boldy and some of these younger players follow his lead now. Adam Beckman uh, was uh, one of those players mm. that definitely did tonight and nearly came away with his first career NHL goal on a pretty pretty filthy move in front of the net, in front of Copley to uh, to put that one in. Unfortunately, it ends up being offsides, but credit to Beckman for not really letting that phase him throughout the rest of the game. He was still shooting when he was out there, and he was being physical too. And those are the kinds of things you want to see from young players is not afraid to shoot the puck, but also not afraid to uh, mix it up a little bit when the situation presents itself. Yeah, he's a great kid. I mean, we've had a chance the last couple of training camps to sit down with him and, and get to know him a little bit. He's a fun-loving young man. He's got his confidence right now. This last time uh, getting called up here this past week when we had a chance to visit with him, uh, he had he just had a more mature way about uh, his press conference when he was answering all those questions. And he's learned to play, a, I think, a more responsible game without the puck. He's always been a kid, though, that's had really good mitts down low, can make plays around that net, and can score. He's a guy that legitimately can score 20 to 30 goals in this league when he gets to his full potential. You're seeing signs of that, Seth, right now. And even though that goal was taken away, just trust me, for a kid 21 years old that's kind of been you know, down in the American League trying to show his skill, the fact that he was on that power play, the fact that he's looked the part of a top six forward on this homestand, uh, this kid has earned the respect of his teammates and his coaches, and I think he will continue to get a good look here. Now, when Marcus Foligno comes back, things might change, but I'll tell you what, this is a kid that is going to be hard to take out of that lineup because he has the one thing the Wild need more than anything else, an aggressive sh shoot-first mentality and a guy that can finish. What more can you say about Philip Gustafson? Just hmm. an absolute brick wall again here tonight, and it's – I think really a fun time to be a wild fan watching him do this because every start that he stacks it together, it seems like it moves further away from a hot stretch to, Hey, I think we found a little something in this guy that can extend beyond this season to where you look at him as a piece that you can put into the building blocks going forward for this team. Yeah, we just didn't know him when he got here. He was a complete unknown, and certainly the fans, when they saw that trade, were having, you know, certainly some question marks about, you know, was this going to work out? Didn't get off to a great start, didn't have a great training camp. But to your point, you know, the, the body of work now is more than half a season, and it's been consistent. And you look at these last three games, these aren't just three throwaway games with a team like last year maybe – was in a great position and was just cruising to the finish line. These are must-win games. These are one-goal games against really good teams, and there is just no panic to this kid's game. He has a calming presence to him. He plays a very fundamentally sound game, 
And now he's found the confidence that he can play at this level and do it at a real high level. Um, I, I tell you what, Billy Guerin might have found something here. And again, we have to wait and kind of see how the rest of the season plays out. But I, I'm with you 100%. This is not just a mirage now that, oh, it's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. It's a little hot streak. This is a trend. And it's not just a week or two. It's a month or two of really good hockey by Philip Gustafson. It all leads to a 2-1 to one win for the Wild over the Los Angeles Kings. We have plenty more to discuss moving forward as the Wild will now head on the road to take on the Columbus Blue Jackets on Thursday and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Ryan O'Reilly with a hat trick tonight, so uh, that is a dangerous team as well. We'll talk about that, plus the Wild may be finding a little bit of a new-look grief line. We'll talk about all of that as we continue tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. After a word from our sponsor, which tonight is FanDuel Sportsbook. And fans of the NHL or the NBA were more than halfway through the season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to who shot the puck the most and which teams scored the most goals. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, and Locked On. Continuing tonight's Locked On Wild postcast, Seth Topol joined by Kevin Gorg. And Kevin, when we saw Jewel Erickson get moved up to uh, have Matt Boldy as a line mate of his, the separation of the grief line, you worried that there was maybe not going to be that same level of physicality from whichever line came together to replace those guys. And I'm not saying necessarily that Freddie Goudreau, Brandon Duhame, and Jordan Greenway are a grief line replacement. They certainly have done what the Wild have wanted that type of line to do. And, you know, they, I thought, all played pretty well, pretty physical in this one against the Kings. Yeah, I like the way they were able to turn pucks over on the forecheck, use their bodies. Uh, Jordan Greenway was knocking people all over the rink. Uh, Duhame is one of those guys you and I have talked about here in the past week. We really like his game and the aggressive nature that he brings to the rink. And Freddie Gaudreau is the glue, man. I'm telling you, uh, guys like him and Jewel Erickson that keep this thing going. And the way the team is winning right now, they're winning more faceoffs. They're possessing the puck. They're defending. That's what Freddie Gaudreau is all about. Like he's such a versatile player for Dean Everson in this, in this hockey club. And then when you get to a tight spot in a shootout and you need a goal, well, he's your guy there too. It's not just Kaprizov and Zuccarello. He's been brilliant in the shootout. So, what an asset to have, and what a cool line. And we'll see when Marcus Foligno comes back. I think we'll see him at some point. Uh, we've got the two games on the road at Columbus and then at Toronto. Then you come home for a matinee against the Blue Jackets as well. My guess is at some point this week we'll see Marcus Foligno, and we'll see how that whole thing shakes out. But in the meantime, I like exactly what you just said. They've become an, a, a different version of the grief line, and they've been very effective. Also, it just seemed like an oddly quiet night tonight for Drew Doughty after what happened to Kirill Kaprizov in Los Angeles. I think Ryan Reeves had a little something to do with that one tonight. 
Yeah, I mean, the last time these teams played a couple months ago at, in L.A., it, it was ridiculous the amount of liberties that Dowdy was taking specifically on 97 Kaprizov, and it boiled over to a point where Kaprizov regrettably uh, had a bad stick infraction and had to pay the fine for that and everything else. That being said, to your point, it, it was just the opposite tonight. And so I know people out there, and there are some that don't agree with Ryan Reeves being part of the Minnesota Wild. I'm going to tell you behind the scenes he's beloved. And I'm going to tell you, everybody feels just a little bit taller when they hit the ice because of him. So, you know, I get it. He's playing six, seven, eight minutes a night. He's not going to score you a bunch of goals. But trust me when I say this. I've talked to players that have played in this league. I've talked to guys in this uh, locker room right now about the impact that he has on a game. It's not something you always see in the stat sheet. And the fact that Kirill Kaprizov was left alone, the fact that Ryan Hartman, a part of that line, scored a couple of goals, to me, I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah, and it's funny, too, because it just seems like in games like this, that's where it matters the most, especially with Marcus Foligno out of the lineup. You need somebody that is going to hold the other team accountable if they try anything. And so then, like you said, you just end up having it canceled out because, well, if Reeves is on the ice, I'm not going to try to do too much because then he's going to come at me. And so, especially in these big games, that seems like where the impact is felt. And he was throwing his body around when he was out on the ice tonight, too. He was. He rattled a couple bodies pretty good on the wall. And he's an energy guy. He's a team-first guy. Doesn't complain about the ice time or the opportunity. He knows the impact that he has on a hockey game. And let's not forget that if the Kings now go after Kaprizov, Ryan Reeves can go after one of their top guys. Now, all of a sudden, Kevin Fiala is dealing with that guy? No, thanks. So, yeah, there is absolutely some unwritten rules that go on behind the scenes that we're never privy to, but it's all part of the code of the National Hockey League, and there's an impact there that you get from a Ryan Reeves every single night. He's not hurting you on the ice, and he's certainly helping you off of it. Besides the impact he has of being that enforcer, he's a great team guy. I mean, he is a leader in that locker room. The guys respect how many games this guy's played in the league. He's made playoff runs with multiple teams. And so there's a lot of impact for those young players that are next to him in that locker room as well. Kevin, we'll talk about, um, we are going to try for listeners to, uh, to sneak in a preview of the Columbus and Toronto games, hence not talking about them too much here tonight. But uh, I did want to talk about the Kalen Addison situation. We'll talk about that probably when we preview the two games. But I want to finish with just what this does for this team, being able to finish this homestand 4-2-1, and one. You look at those playoff standings. I talked about this in an episode uh, today, in fact. You're starting to see the number of teams that are going to be fighting for a wild card position or better start to dwindle. St. Louis Blues lost again, and so it seems like they're out of the running. Nashville's losing. And so for this wild team that had that stretch of, of not being able to score – looking like they're pulling it together now, and it seems like it comes at a perfect time with some other teams in the chase starting to slip. And what a fun time for all of us as hockey fans to watch the out-of-town scoreboard. You know, I was sweating out a Flyers-Calgary game yesterday that normally I wouldn't pay any attention to, but Calgary's the team right behind the wild. And when the Flyers went up to the Saddle Dome and, and won that game yesterday, I was tickled. So it's all part of it. And the Wild have earned a good position right now with this 4-2-1 and one homestand. And so now what do you do with it? You know, you've got a week where you've got two games against a very mediocre to bad Columbus team. Doesn't guarantee anything in this league because Columbus has had some 
really crazy wins here in the last couple of weeks, which we'll get to on our preview here tomorrow. Uh, but then that Toronto game is going to be awfully tough to win. In their building, they've got the juice right now of the Ryan O'Reilly edition. He's on a line with John Tavares. They're rolling. Uh, so that's going to be a great challenge for Minnesota, but they really have found their game. And so take this game out on the road because the beauty of the way they're winning these home games is they're not out there trying to dazzle teams and, and win 6-5. They're winning games the way you have to win, not only in this next month and a half, but more importantly, if and when you get in the playoffs. This is exactly how you have to play the game. Good defense, physical play, get some good goaltending and be good on special teams. Check all those boxes right now, Seth, for the Minnesota Wild. Can't ask for more than that. And uh, the Wild finish off the homestand with the 2-1 to one win here tonight over the Kings. That'll do it for tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Kevin, thank you for the time here tonight. As mentioned, listeners will sneak in a preview as well for the Columbus and the Toronto games. So be looking for that uh, here within the, uh, the next day or two. And we'll continue to keep you up to date on this team with new episodes all week long. So make sure you follow on your favorite podcast platforms, subscribe on YouTube, and we will keep you in tune as this team fights for postseason positioning all the way down to the end of the season. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.